Welcome to Styling Social, the podcast. I am your host, Ellie Blakeney, and I am an influencer coach for new upcoming influencers who want to grow their social media, maximize their income, and stop hustling. I am so excited to share today's episode with you, so let's dive straight in. Welcome to the podcast, Ella. I am so, so, so excited to have you here. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself for everyone that's listening? Sure. Thank you for having me on today. I'm really excited to be here. So my name's Ella and I run a study company called Stylish Study. Um, And we basically were built because I, when I was doing my GCSEs, I had no idea how to revise. I ended up flopping my GCSEs, really, really unhappy year 12 came around so starting my a-levels and I was like look I need to get this in check I really want to make something out of my life I want to make sure that I get these grades so I learned exactly how to revise through loads and loads and loads of research and everything talking to my teachers etc and now I compile it all in style study where we do a membership so you can learn all about how to exactly revise from myself and our experts and also we have products, so um, Style Study Stationery, which is super cute, but also made super effective. Um, I also document my journey. I've just uploaded my first YouTube video of like my vlogs and everything, documenting my journey. Um, and I'm also um, doing a degree at the Open University in business. Love that. So you've got it all going on right now. <laughs> all <laughs> the things. But that's so, so exciting and so incredible. And can I ask, how old were you when you had the first initial idea? So obviously you were struggling. You said you weren't so happy with your grades um, and you wanted to get better at revising and you wanted to obviously like help other people with this. So how old were you when you first had the idea and like what really made you think I want to turn this into a business? Yeah, definitely. So I literally remember the exact second that I had the idea. It was just one of those nights where I just couldn't sleep. And I thought, oh my goodness, I've just come across like this fab idea. Because at the time, I was really trying to be like an influencer. Um, so I'd done YouTube before I'd done Instagram, but I'd never like niche down. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to be a study tuber, but I'm going to have the difference of being a normal person. Because I feel like that doesn't normally exist. Like normally they're just like, I work for 16 hours a day and I just always revise and I was like no okay that's not going to be me so I'm gonna make the change so I was 17 at the time um, and it didn't start out as a business it started out to document my uni journey um, and then due to corona and some other personal issues I decided that I wasn't gonna take my university place Um, and then I was like what can I do okay let's turn this into a business because it really started growing on TikTok at that time and I was like let's just see where this goes amazing so let's talk about that so you started off on tiktok was that kind of the first platform that you mastered because i know you said you used to be an influencer i feel like we have very similar journeys like both started out as influencers <laughs> um but yeah was tiktok kind of like the first platform that you started to kind of promote your business on so this is really funny and again this is kind of where our kind of journeys collide so i started off on instagram and i think i'd done my first sort of like maybe eight posts and I wasn't really getting anywhere and at the time I like we said before this recording I was actually following you and I saw that you'd started posting TikToks and that you were getting like pretty good views and I was like okay and you were like look I think you just said on your story like to anyone that is thinking about TikTok like just go for it like what have you got to lose like don't worry if anyone finds you on their for you page so I was like okay 
I'm just going to do it. And then I remember I'd posted three TikToks on the first day. And my third TikTok, I was sat in the lounge and I was just watching the views go up and up and up. And at the time, like nowadays, I'd look back on that view count. So it was 40,000 views. And I'd look back on that view count and I'd be like, oh, like that's kind of like, in, like it feels like not big headed to say this, but like I can look back and appreciate how far I've come because a year down the line now, 40 views is kind of average. Um, 40k views is kind of average. So yeah, I think that's kind of where it started. And then it started building on Instagram, but TikTok's been our main kind of platform for growth. For sure. And do you know what? I actually remember posting those stories. Like I literally remember <laughs> filming the TikToks, like in my, when I used to live with my mom, like in that spare room, I was filming the TikToks and there is such, I mean, there's still such huge viral potential on TikTok nowadays. Like there really is. And I remember, yeah. you know, I remember posting the stories being like, get your asses on TikTok. <laughs> you can seriously grow a brand on there. Like if I was starting a brand or a business from scratch now, my two platforms would be TikTok, Instagram, and you can just obviously generate the traffic from TikTok over to your Instagram. Um, yeah. So that's incredible that you started on there and then you've kind of managed to take that all over to Instagram as well. So was that kind of the first step that you took was setting up the TikTok or did you, was there something else that you did before that? So I did start with the Instagram, but the TikTok followed like closely behind, probably like three weeks after I set up the Instagram. And that's when I started seeing that I was actually having growth because like I said, I wasn't really experiencing that on Instagram um, because obviously at the time reels didn't exist. And I found that I wasn't really reaching the people that I wanted to reach. Um, and from doing YouTube before as well, I knew that that was something that takes a long time to build up. So I was like, I not that I want to like see results quick, but I want to start to reach the people in the way that I am being like, TikTok gives you so much reach and I was like I need to just get on this to just start getting the message out there start just start from somewhere um, and I really saw those results and to be honest that's where my target audience is so I was like I could go onto Facebook but no one that is studying basically nowadays is on Facebook so I was like TikTok that's where they're all at like that's where I'm going to get the reach so let's start there and start building the brand up. Yeah, for sure. That's so, so smart to be really, really clear on who that kind of like soulmate client or soulmate follower is. But even before like the social medias, did you have, for example, like you've got your stationery, did you have like the products in place then? Did you have, could you got a membership as well? Or was it just kind of like you were sharing the study tips at this point? No, it literally just started as study tips. Like a month after I started going on TikTok, I started doing webinars um, and they were quite popular at the time like obviously now again you kind of like look back a year ago and you were like oh those numbers to me were huge at the time now probably wouldn't be so much um, and then I released my first product which was a digital product which was um, like note-taking templates that were on Canva um, and they are still to this day pretty much our bestseller they've just been overtaken actually by our new flashcards but pretty much like our bestseller and again I just started off with like 20 pounds to get a Wix subscription and like six pounds for the Canva Pro subscription to make it a template um, and that's kind of how the actual business then started to come about. Yeah and I love that you mentioned that actually because I feel like there's almost like a misconception that you need like hundreds of pounds or even like thousands of pounds yeah. to start a business but you can really start so small and it's it's the same with style and social like I remember I was paying for the website up front. Um, it was like £10 a month, but like or £100 for the year. You had to pay yearly, something like that. Um, yeah. But like that was basically all I needed because social media is free. The email list was free. So I just needed to kind of have the website in place. But that's the thing is like you can start a whole business with £100 or even under £100 for your case. 
Um, so I yeah, think that's amazing. Yeah. How do you kind of like think of the product ideas? Does it just come to you? Is it kind of stuff that you wish you had when you were studying? I think it's stuff that I wish I had, to be honest. After doing kind of all my research and really like now knowing, because I literally went from use to a stars like <laughs> I don't like and it was just by working smart and finding out what I actually needed to know um so it was going through that process and realizing okay so what stationery can actually help people like because I see so many just notepads and I see so many sort of planners and I'm like okay that's a cool planner but it's not tailored to for example time blocking or for example, eat the frog or like all these other different methods of actually having really productive days. I'm like, it may look cute, but the actual like <laughs> the methods aren't incorporated um, and the traditional flashcards as well. That was something I was really passionate about getting out there because the layouts just for me, like once I'd learned what an effective flashcard was, the layout of a traditional flashcard just didn't make sense at all. So it's definitely things that I have learnt that can be adapted much better to make it much easier to actually give you the results. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like having it digitally as well is probably really helpful because I know when I was at doing my GCSEs, which is years ago now, um, <laughs> but when I was doing them, I used to have like the paper flashcards and I'd just have them everywhere. You'd end up losing them. You take some to school, you'd have some at home and they're just like all over the show. So I think it's great that you can have like some digital products as well. Um, but I just want to talk about, so you started the business when you were 17, you're mm -hmm. now 19. So you're a young entrepreneur, very similar to myself. I'm 23 this month, but still very similar, like age group. And I think this is something that intrigues a lot of people is the young entrepreneurship. So I would really love to tap into this. And how do you kind of deal with being a young entrepreneur? Do you have a lot of people question you? Do, do you have like certain challenges that come up? Uh, definitely. <laughs> I think for me, I've always been someone that, well, first of all, I'm going to put it totally straight out there. I started this after school because I was in the class of 2020. Um, so I had Corona sort of interrupt my exams and I basically finished school in March. So after that time, that's when I felt more confident to do more influencing stuff. I'd done it when I was literally like 13 and I'd got scared off by people bring it up at school and I was like I just don't want this like I'm gonna put what I want to do on hold because I have really bad anxiety so just adding that into the mix as much as it was horrendous that I was like holding myself back for other people I was like I just really need to do this for my anxiety to be honest so I don't I didn't really get much criticism from people around me because one it was locked down so I couldn't actually see anyone um, and two the people that I have around me are really close and they are really supportive so I didn't really have that in that sense but I definitely come up with the challenges of everyone that I know like going to uni and me being stuck in this small little town with nothing really around me like I literally live on an island like I live on the Isle of Wight so the amount of opportunities over here is literally like zero like it is tiny um, and yeah, all my friends have gone to uni and I, as much as it's difficult, I know that it's like my right path, but it is definitely a struggle when you see everyone going to flat parties and getting new friends and you're sat here at a laptop for literally what, like eight, nine, 10, sometimes hours a day, just slaving away, just building up something that like to be totally transparent and honest. And like, this is something that I'm really passionate about sharing like my journey 
is that I haven't really reaped the rewards yet. Like it is for me like a slower burning process of it's not going to be three years and I get a quick degree. Not that a degree is quick, but you know what I mean? It's not like a structured path where I know something's definitely going to come out of it. I have to trust myself and I have to put that work in. And then I have to kind of like see what happens. And it's just like kind of creating your own path at an age where you don't really know what's going on and everyone else around you is doing like, like they're still at uni and yeah it's just been a bit challenging I think in that aspect yeah for sure and that's something I definitely experienced as well um it's like all of your friends are going to university or like sometimes you can even I don't know if this is the same for you Ella but for me I lost a lot of friends when I started my business I feel like people maybe just didn't understand it or I don't know like I don't know what the vibe was there but I did lose a lot of friends and like the friends that I have now are amazing and they really understand the business and they're really supportive. But I feel like there's definitely that element where it's like everyone's going off to uni and you're here building the business. And I love that yeah. you mentioned as well that you're with your journey, like just being completely transparent that you've maybe not reached the biggest rewards yet, but you know it's there to come and you're trusting yourself and you're trusting the timing. But I think it's so important as well that you do continue to trust the timing because not everything happens overnight. Nothing happens overnight. And even Mm -hmm. with styling social, if you look at it from like an outsider perspective, you could be like, oh, we've had this really great success in a year and all, all the things and all the achievements that have happened. But behind the scenes I was trying to grow as an influencer for ages um it took me years to like get to a point where I could do that full time and beyond that like even when I was like 11 I used to do like I had my YouTube channel I had this random business when I was 18 doing like graphic design like from an outsider's perspective it can look like we were like this really quick success but for me like individually I've always been doing something in the background and I've always been developing these skills um so for sure that can definitely be something that like a challenge that you can face whether that be whether you be a young entrepreneur just like any entrepreneur is just trust in the process and do you have any tips Ella for anyone that's listening in terms of like trust in the process and really trusting yourself as well I think for me this has been like a big thing because my audience is not necessarily an audience that kind of has a lot of money um like I'm talking to like young sort of teenagers and like people that don't even have like their first jobs yet so that for me has been a real like mental block but I think at the same time you have to realize that if you're putting the right messaging out there you will attract the right people so now for me I've definitely learned to talk a lot about like self-improvement and like the self-development kind of encouraging side of things but it's kind of I don't know it's kind of just like trying to do as much mindset work as possible I think I've always I'm always reading books I'm always like taking courses I'm always like watching YouTube videos about mindset I do a lot of meditation really getting into that like self-improvement vibe and really just learning to love growing in myself because I'm like at the end of the day right as much as this is like great what I'm doing now if it wasn't to work out what have I done like you may say oh you've come out of it with nothing because it didn't actually work but actually like you said earlier like you've developed so many skills like you can't discourage the fact that you've been learning this whole entire time so I really think that regardless of what happens you just have to trust it and take it as a learning process and realize that you'll figure it out along the way like you're not stupid like you're gonna make it work one way or another whether it's this or whether maybe you change direction slightly or you niche into something else whatever it is like you've learned the skills and you've learned how to get to this point why would you stop now like it's just that mindset and just 
really trying to be mature about it and develop yourself as much as possible yeah for sure and I feel like as well it's it's all about kind of enjoying the journey as much as the end destination which sounds really really cringe (laughs) but it's so true once you're in love with the journey there's no kind of like pressure to hit this certain end goal and like Ella said as well it's whether it happens whether this is the business that blows up for you or it's a stepping stone into the next business and maybe you pivot like even for me so say for example like I started as a fashion influencer I basically used the audience and the platform that I had built from influencing to kickstart style and social and this is what I mean when it's when I say like from an outsider's perspective it could look like we've had the success really quick but it's like this has been an ongoing process and it's like for you, Ella, the styling, um, stylish study could be quite easily a stepping stone, or it could be the business. You never know. Tomorrow could be the day. Like I think this is the thing: is like we have to lean into trust, um, and just not be so focused on kind of like the end outcome, and instead just be focused on the journey and really just focus on the people that we are helping um, as we go along. And Ella, is there any kind of like other problems that you've run into being a young entrepreneur? Because I know myself, I always get people be like, oh that like that's how old you are and like it's this very like questionable do you have you ever had that happen to you before as well yeah I think for me that the main kind of thing is that I it does come from the outside a bit so I've just invested in some coaching for myself and I'm really sort of deep diving into confidence and like my mindset around certain things um so something that's come up recently has been like I had a couple of messages like back in the day when I first started out basically being like who are you to do this like you're not a teacher you're an expert you're not this 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 and this and I that definitely not my confidence and I think that I've come back from that and I've realized like no matter whether I have that piece of paper I'm just going to tell you what I know and that's really worked for me and I've had so many students that have actually like I've seen the results like I've had so many students that have come back and been like I've literally flipped my whole entire like school life around because of what you've said which still doesn't feel real to me if I'm honest but I have to now be like okay just because I don't have that piece of paper it doesn't actually mean anything different and I think that it's just sort of trusting in yourself but also knowing that like for me I sometimes feel like I'm my own worst enemy so I really have to keep that in check like I'm my biggest critic I really am like okay so what can we do to improve like okay so you've done 10 orders today tomorrow we need to do like 15 or whatever but at the same time then realizing not to be too harsh on yourself and also realizing that comparison is the thief of joy like there are so many people that I look at and like we've spoken about this is not an overnight success and I really really want to stress that that I have days where I just sit and I have a meltdown and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. But to someone on the outside, they might be like, oh my goodness, she's killing it. But I don't feel like I am sometimes. And I think that that's very real. And I think for people that are starting businesses that have those days, that sometimes it can feel like, okay, this is just straight away failure because I'm having these days. Everything should be perfect. My trajectory of growth should constantly be on the upwards. And it's not like that. Like life is full of ups and downs. So really just knowing not to compare yourself because like you said everyone's been through this journey and it is a journey of ups and downs and that things don't just happen straight away so if it's not happening straight away for you it doesn't necessarily mean that your business is a flop like you will make it a success so so true and I love what you said about the ups and downs and how like for example you could look at my stories and think oh she's killing it or like someone could look at your stories and say oh she's killing it but yeah there's like the behind the scenes there's always so much going on and I try and share this as much as I can with my journey and I kind of make sure that 
I allow myself to go through it. So for example, if I'm going through like a low phase or I don't know, maybe my mental health's not the best it could be. I won't share it in that moment. But once I've kind of come out of that, I've let myself feel that and I've dealt with that. Once I've come out of that phase, then I share my experience and I'm like, this is the lesson. This is what I've taken away from it. Um, and it's so true. You have to kind of not compare yourself to other people because I guarantee like most people we probably compare ourselves to are also feeling the same. Like mm-hmm. everyone has their down days. Everyone has moments of self-doubt or fear, imposter syndrome, like all the things, like you said, um, you kind of felt people had to send you messages before and they were like, like you're not a teacher how are you doing this that can really trigger imposter syndrome to come up so that's why it's really important to be doing that kind of like inner work and the mindset work and you know I always get asked about inner work and I just say it's a constant process it's not like something you do once and then you've mastered it it's a constant Mm -hmm. you know it's a constant work that you're doing like every single day I do my mindset work is there anything I know you said you meditate is there anything else specifically that you do to kind of like work on your mindset um, I think definitely like investing in different things um, to just try and like lift me up like whether it's something that's going to move major mindset blocks for me or whether it's just something that's going to like pet me up I think that it like sometimes mindset work can feel really really challenging but I think sometimes just having those moments where like you just one thing can just really click like you can even see a Pinterest quote and it clicks and you're like okay that's pet me up for the day like I'm feeling in such a better mood so I think it's just surrounding yourself with things that are really positive and just letting yourself sort of breathe like you said like enjoy the journey if you're not enjoying the journey and I'm totally guilty of this sometimes I'll give myself way too much on my plate and I'll be like I hate this so then I give myself a half day the next day and I'm like okay this is what it's about this is why I'm doing it I'm in control of my life like this is my freedom and I think that yeah, it's just reading as much as I possibly can, listening to audio books, just doing something every day that can help me with my mindset to stay more focused, stay more positive, um, and just, yeah, just give me the best outlook on life, I think, really. Yeah, for sure. And I think what you said there, like just one little, even if it's something small, just one thing every single day is so, so key. And especially with mindset work, if you can as well, if you can do it in that first 15 minutes, I think it is like the science behind it. It's the first 15 minutes in the morning is when you can actually reprogram your mind and you can, you know, rewrite these limiting beliefs into new beliefs. Um, So that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Ella. And I wanted to ask as well. So have you ever experienced judgment from friends and family thinking that you're too young and kind of like questioning why you're starting a business? And if you have, how did you overcome this? Because I know for me, I had like so many people in my family or friends be like, oh, how's your hobby doing? I'm like, no, this is my full-time business. Like this is my business. So I think for me that, like I said earlier, I keep my circle really, really small. Like I literally have maybe like three really close friends and then a boyfriend and then my mum and dad like I really just keep like I I don't really interact with that many people I think if I just started at school I know like from past experiences I just wouldn't have had the confidence I'd be dreading that a YouTube video would accidentally come up and recommended I don't know why that was just one of my massive like scary moments like when I was at school and I posted YouTube videos I was like oh my goodness this is going to come up on my teachers like watching a class video it's going to come up and they recommended like everyone's going to laugh at me like oh my goodness it's going to be so terrible so I think that if I'd have been at school I would have definitely struggled with this a lot more so I feel very very blessed to have not actually had that I think at the start I definitely had people being like look 
like are you going to be able do you know like how much work you're taking on like do you know like are you actually gonna kind of treat this as a business or is this going to be kind of like a gap year type thing and that was a bit challenging for me because I knew in myself like how hard that I was going to work and how hard like I really wanted to make this work and how determined I was so I was kind of like look why are you doubting me like that's annoying but it wasn't anything massive um but I'd always I'd literally started businesses when I was like five years old like I remember I was like printing out like um, pieces of card and cutting up into puzzles and like trying to sell it to my grandma's next door neighbor <laughs> so I think that people have kind of always realized that like I'd always said as well since I was like 12 years old like I've always been an entrepreneur I've always said I'm never going to work for anyone else like it's never going to be like that I am going to run businesses I'm going to have my fingers in lots of different pies doing everything that I want and like living this life led by me I've always been very headstrong in that so I think that's probably why I didn't deal with that because people knew like straight up like she's been trying to do this influencer thing like she's definitely like going to do something like herself so I think that's where I was quite lucky because people were quite aware it wasn't a new thing but I can totally see like how difficult and how much of a roadblock it would put in your way if that was like coming your way yeah for sure and I find it so interesting that um you had your youtube channel when you were younger but then you stopped it because you don't want people at school to find out because literally same and there's so many people <laughs> i speak to or like have had on the podcast and they've said the same i'm like did we all live the same life yeah like, literally youtube at like i don't know age 12 then we stopped because we were probably getting i don't know like stick at school for it and then we all become young young entrepreneurs like i feel like we're all living the same life um but yeah for sure the judgment can be be a struggle and I think what you say about being headstrong and being very much like I'm gonna make this work you can watch me make this work like that is the kind of vibe that I used to be on as well I was just like tunnel vision I wasn't really kind of taking in what anyone else was saying even when I left the supermarket everyone was like what you're leaving to do your business full time like how are you doing that how do you even make money from that like you're crazy um that's not a real job like that is something that I I mean people still say that to me now it's not a real job I'm like define real job for me um oh yeah exactly like who out of us is making more money now like (laughs) (laughs) that as well exactly and it's just like I had a comment on I think it was one of my Instagram reels or like a post and someone was like oh you've only got x amount of followers there's no way you make x amount of income and I was like more followers does not equal more money like I have I have so many friends as well like who I've met for Instagram that might have like a thousand followers or like 3,000 followers. I know like one of my specific friends, she's got um 3,000 followers on Instagram, makes se- seven figures in her business. Like there's no correlation between your following and your income. Um, but yeah, yeah. For sure, it's, it's a struggle. <laughs> That's definitely something that I've struggled with as well because over sort of summertime, obviously people aren't thinking about school, like the following dips. And I literally had from like June and July are probably like my toughest months where I was like this isn't working like my mum was like Ella who's really thinking about school right now and now my followers have dipped a bit but I'm actually like I'm making more money like my launches are more successful like I'm having more members sign up when my following was going up my income was going down and when my followers go down my income goes up so I definitely think that as well for people that are listening that are like thinking like what you're thinking well what your like doubters are thinking about who are you to do this with xyz amount of followers like that that number is just a vanity metric and for me as a young person who everyone is talking about how many followers this person has and how many followers that person has 
to deal with that follower count going down and to deal with less followers really, really hurt. But then I realized actually behind the scenes, better things are going on. So I think that sometimes it's kind of put like not swallowing your pride, but kind of like getting over that vanity metric and realizing, okay, what's actually putting money in my bank account? What's actually letting me live that freedom? Because you could have 20 million followers, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be living this great life. Yeah. And I actually remember me and Sunny had a conversation about this recently. And we were basically saying that, you know, there could be someone that has, I don't know, like you said, like a hundred K followers or something. And they might be earning a fraction of what someone is earning with 1k followers like there really is no correlation and I think it's such a huge mindset block and like even when um like on an influencer perspective people think they need a certain amount of followers to work with brands and to actually be paid for their work and all the things but you're so you're so so right and and when you say it's just a complete vanity metric and I love that you mentioned when your followers are kind of dipping and the growth's dipping your actual business in terms of like profit is scaling. I think that's really, really interesting. Um, it's so weird. And it's just so hard to like get my head around like from, because obviously like I've just known Instagram as like who out of my friends have the most followers type thing. And it's always been about the followers. But I think that actually like when you're trying to do a business, like as long as you are reaching the right people and they're really converting, then how, who does it matter? Like it's just a platform to kind of be on it at some times like it's not the business um the business is like what's coming in and what's coming out etc exactly and I feel like if someone unfollows you they were never your soulmate client soulmate follower customer however you want to look at it they were never that soulmate person anyway if they've unfollowed so yeah it's so so true don't focus get really hyper focused on the numbers and it's the same with like engagement on posts like you have to realistically think what is the goal of this post or this Instagram reel, this TikTok video? Is it to get a ton of likes and comments or is it to like get a new client or get a sale? Like what is the end goal? Is it to grow the business? Is it for brand awareness and visibility? Um, Like every goal, um, sorry, every post is going to have a different goal. So I wouldn't get caught up as well. Like for example, like I've had posts, the engagement might flop, but then I have someone reach out and they're like, oh, I've just seen this post really spoke to me really resonated with me how can I work with you so like for yeah. me if I posted that and I'm like the goal is I really want to um attract in a soulmate client right now then my my work there is done like my job is done I don't care that it only got x amount of likes or x amount of comments because like that's not my goal that's not what I'm here for um of course visibility is great you want to impact as many people as possible you want to help as many people as possible but I wouldn't get too caught up in it and I just want to finish off with this question, Ella. If someone is listening right now, um, let's say they're maybe a young entrepreneur or like they want to become an entrepreneur, they want to start their own business. What words of wisdom or advice would you give them? Like where could they start if they just currently have the idea? What's the first thing they can do to really make the idea into a reality? I think the first thing, and this is something that I've learned with self-development, but also actually upon reflecting on my like journey, is like, okay, the money is fab, the money will come to you in time, but what is the impact that you're trying to have? Like, what is it that you're really trying to, like, what is the reason? Like, really, like, what, and I, like, what is the why? And like, how are you trying to help people? Because I think as soon as you start thinking about impact over income, the income just follows with it. And when I've like, we, like you just spoke about of different posts having different like reasons behind them. When I've actually posted about an offer, 
it might not have got as many likes etc but it's like resonated with people and then they've got the value out of the membership and it's really trying to give people that value and just having that having that piece of value really like why is it that you're doing it and then I think it's just being smart about who is your audience like all those normal like boring type things um like who is your audience like um where are you going to post like how are you going to do this like setting up a website etc etc but don't get overwhelmed like you don't need all of those things and you can do it step by step um but yeah I think that would be like my main piece of advice is just what is your what is your value what are you really trying to help people with because even at the end of the day a scrunchy business is going to have a reason why they help people like (laughs) whatever it is it doesn't have to be someone that's like a super expert coach or whatever it just as long as you have that value and you really have that positive kind of um motivation of really trying to help people and inspire people and just add something to the world I just think that you can get so far with that yeah for sure and I always say as well I think I've said this in a previous episode it's like starting a business you could see it as like a whole entire staircase or if we check like the alphabet like let's say for example like a to z you don't need to know a to z you just need to know a to b like you literally just need to know that first step and like ella said as long as you're clear on like the transformation that you're offering and you're providing consistent value throughout your content then that will be that first step that you need to take so thank you so much for coming on the podcast today ella where can everyone find you and connect with you thank you so um if you want to find out more about my business that is at stylish study underscore on instagram Or if you want to find more about my journey and sort of watch my vlogs and everything, um, you can find me on at Ella Harmony underscore and that will have the link to everything else on there as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on again, Ella. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you have enjoyed listening, be sure to let us know by leaving a five-star review on iTunes or sharing and tagging us on your Instagram stories at Social. Keep on killing it.